Don't go away, guys. This is, in fact, the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, Just enjoying some good Thanksgiving music as it is starting to get to that time of season. Um, And had to honor our our good friend Scott Messina. Uh, Not stealing your work, just, uh, just admiring it. Uh, but I think I think that's enough. Can can, can we cut the music, guys? Scott Messina I, I, featuring Eric Scott. Yeah, th- thanks, Pep. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I forgot about Eric Scott. Always always forget about that guy. Um, but uh, you heard him. Uh, it's Pep the Chep here with me. Uh, how you doing, Pep? Doing doing well. It was an interesting week, and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I know uh, once that election cycle ends, I know you're feeling good. You're feeling ready like it's football season's really kicking in for you now. Um, but also here with me, I have the janitor of Pro Football Jokes, Screwballs. Yo, what's up, guys? It was a, it was a fun week of football. It's probably the week I've watched the most football of, so I'm pretty excited to talk about some stuff this week. Oh, great. Um, well, it's uh, we, we always uh, are thrilled to have your great insights there screw um so why don't we get right into the news um so there was a big signing this week and everybody's been talking about it um so let's get right into it uh the vikings signed amir abdullah so what do you guys think about that one um i think they're gonna have a lot of great 15 yard performances from him um I think it's just to get depth at that position. They've been a little shaky, so the move makes sense, but uh, I wouldn't say it makes them any better or worse. Yeah, I, I agree with Pep. It's not. I don't. I don't know what it really does to the team, but it's good that they're at least making moves. It's a thing that happened. Wait, <laughs> Wait so you guys don't think the Amir Abdullah signing is a big deal? I mean, it, it really. I I don't really know what to think of that. What do you think? <laughs> former former second round pick, correct? Uh, he was uh no, he's the third round pick, I believe. I believe he's third round pick. Um, but uh, yeah, he's I I I was mostly kidding. Uh, he, he's he's going to be their third string running back at best. Um, and I might might just get cut pretty quickly anyway. Um. But uh, also signed this week, uh, the news that everybody's really been talking about, uh, Des Bryant, signed by the Saints. Um, I think it's not a bad move by the Saints. Uh, Do you guys think this makes any impact on their offense? I know they were really struggling to find themselves, so glad they got this boost. Yeah, they were were struggling uh, with their identity. Um, You know, it... He probably won't make that much of an impact off the bat, but he adds depth to an offense with quite a bit of depth. And the Saints just keep adding. They just keep adding. They're in win-now mode, and why not? I mean, yeah, They're- I think it's a – sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that. You good. Right, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is one of those kind of moves you make just because you kind of really think you're going to win it all this year. I mean, I get what, what was the money they paid him? Has that come out yet? Uh, I'm not sure. I doubt it's anything significant. Um, 
but he, I mean, it's going to be a low, low value signing. Uh, I mean, it's really just an arms race there in the, in the NFC, everybody, all the top teams are just trying to get as many pieces as they can. That's as, as it should be. Uh, and I think we haven't seen enough of that uh, in these past years, but I, I, I mean, I don't think it's a very, very impactful move. Um, they, have weapons uh, i mean but they they are pretty thin at receiver i mean once ted ginn went down i mean they have michael thomas and they don't really have much else uh Tracon smith is starting to come on but cameron meredith hasn't done much and they, they, they don't really have much after him um so des bryant should get some snaps hopefully some red zone looks um and if he can help him in just that one area, I mean, that Alvin Kamara is basically their number two receiver. So, yeah, um, and it's it's going to be tough for Taysom Hill fans out there. Uh, I'm going to take some looks away, but uh, I, I think it's a good move. I don't know. I could see some Taysom Hill to Des Bryant touchdowns in the, <laughs> in the future. We we will have to see that offense just continues to excite. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a fun one to watch. I, I said a couple weeks ago that I thought it could be, the, I thought it might be the best offense in the NFL, even with the Chiefs and Rams doing what they're doing. And I think I stick by that. I think they're certainly ahead of the Rams. I might put them just half a notch below the Chiefs. Uh, I mean, really right there with the Chiefs. Um, I. But uh, th- those two offenses are certainly uh, the best two in the NFL, in my opinion, uh, as good as the Rams have been. And, you know, the Chargers and Falcons have been pretty good, too. Uh, Steelers? Yeah, Steelers' offense is pretty good as well. Um, I don't know that I put them up there with the other teams. They haven't been quite as explosive this year, uh, even though they've been they've been good. James Conner, offensive uh, or AFC player of the year or player of the month? Yeah, he's he's been dynamite, uh, and that kind of leads me into our next topic. Uh, we were th- there's been news. Uh, Lev Bell. Well, I, really, there hasn't been any news. Uh, there's just been speculation uh, this week because I mean we're coming up on the deadline that uh, Lev Van Bell will have to report if he's going to play this year, um, and that people have started to. Apparently nobody understood the CBA originally, and now people are actually like, "Hey, maybe I should check and see uh, what this actually means." Uh, now, now there's reports that you know he really doesn't have to play this year, and it'll be he'll be in the same situation regardless of if he plays or not. Other than obviously losing the money that he will make if he shows up, uh, but I mean that was always the always the case even for the first half of the season. Um, so. Do you guys think he'll uh, he'll end up reporting after um, this week? As of this moment, two hours ago, Le'Veon Bell tweeted, all the characters are upside down. You have to turn your phone upside down to read this. He tweeted, I'm not apologizing for what I believe is right for myself, family, and the rest of my peers, period. Also, if you're really ta- finding the time to figure out what I'm saying, you've proved my point. So, with that little tidbit i you know what i'm just gonna say it. I, I doubt he comes back who 
I'm I'm just trying to understand what he what point we are proving by by taking the time to read that. I mean, is it to you know that time to turn your phone upside down? Is did he think that would really deter people um, from reading that tweet? It's just that everyone's paying attention, I guess. I, I mean, it I seems like Le'Veon Bell. Bell just needs to stick to football and not be yeah, cryptic. Being such a <laughs> drama queen, I mean, if you, I don't know what to think. I, I, I miss him a little bit. I'm, like, really happy how good Connor has turned out. Like, I knew he was really good last year, but I didn't think he would do this well. But, like, I know once Le'Veon gets back in the offense, it's going to look absolutely ridiculous because he's so good. But well, you, you just said once. Uh, I mean, is is he going to come I back? I, I don't know. I, I'd imagine I, so. I, I mean, this whole thing is about money. I doubt he doesn't want to make any money this year. I'd, I'd be I'd be quite surprised if he doesn't show up. Well, he's got six days. Um, so I, I I don't know. I'm kind of starting to lean towards the fact that he won't show up at all. Um, I. I I don't I don't really understand his I mean I I get his whole uh the whole his, you know point of view that he doesn't really want to give Steelers his carries when they I mean the whole idea of the franchise tag is kind of ridiculous. I think the NFL just needs to get rid of the franchise tag. Like he's signed a contract for I mean they're literally saying that he has to play for this team that he may not want to play for like he didn't agree to it. He didn't sign anything. He didn't. It's like if you wanted to quit your job, and they're like, uh, "Well, we are just going to re up you, and you have to work here for another year." Um, and I, I, I don't know. It's just, it just seems kind of ridiculous that he, even though he's getting paid a lot, like if he doesn't want to play for them, he shouldn't really have to. Um, but. Yeah. I, uh, but I also think, you know, he probably I don't really understand why he's been so silent on the issue and hasn't like t- spoken to anybody about it and what he's thinking and what his plans are that that's the part that really I, I, I don't quite get it. It definitely is a little maddening, not, you know, why he's just being so silent on it. But uh, back to your point, the, the franchise tag is just there's no security to it. It's just year to year. Uh, Walter Jones, the tackle for the Seahawks years ago, they just kept franchise tagging him every year. And I uh, just remember one of his interviews, he was just like, there, there's just no security to that. I, I, I want to make sure like I can provide for my family. And, you know, it just makes sense uh, that Lev Bell would hold out at this point. Um, and also, I just wanted to read a response to uh, his cryptic tweet. Uh, someone said, James Conner had cancer. You never had cancer. Therefore, James Conner is better than you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hard to argue with that. That's 700 likes. 700 likes. Good job, right. world. Well, qu- quickly before we move on from this topic, uh, do you get, if Le'Veon Bell does come back, uh, what happens with James Conner? Does Le'Veon Bell immediately replace him? Do they split the workload? Or does Le'Veon Bell kind of be the number two back? Oh, that's such a toss-up. But i got to wonder if they just kind of put him at number two since Conner's just been the guy. Um, I think they give him a 
they'd make him earn it back. Um, I'd probably say they'd probably give him like five. If he does come back next week, I'd say he gets like five carries. I think they'll like put him in for a few plays during it just to see how he flows with the offense. Uh huh. But you think like for the rest of the season, what what do you think? I, you think I don't think he gets just... the position. Oh, I don't know. It, d- it depends how well he plays when he gets back. I mean, he's so good. I, I think I've just forgotten how good he was. I think that might happen for a lot of people because sometimes he's just so ridiculously good. Yeah, uh, just watching him run. I, I miss his patience. <laughs> yeah, haven't haven't heard the announcers uh, talk about it enough. I also uh, saw a, a response to that tweet Pearson was talking about the upside down Le'Veon tweet. Someone put upside down. Is Joe Flacco an elite QB? <laughs> 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 also really upside down. Tackle in the room. That's great. All right. Yes, well, he is. I, I think we've talked enough about Le'Veon Bell since uh, I think there's a good chance he doesn't even show up. Uh, but I think if he if he does show up, he'll eventually move back into the number one running back role. I I don't think I think the Steelers are pretty pissed at him right now. I think he'll probably have to sit, you know, ride the bench a little bit, but eventually they'll remember they actually want to win games and they're going to put in the best player. Um, anyway, let's move on to some other news. Uh, an- another signing I wanted to quickly touch on uh, the Falcons signed Bruce Irvin, who was recently cut by the Raiders. Um, this adds to their pass rush. Uh, we know they, they haven't been great on defense. Their pass rush hasn't been terrible. Attack uh, McKinley's been, been pretty good for them. Uh, Vic Beasley continues to suck. So I guess uh, have it, you can never have too many pass rushes anyway. So uh, what, what do you guys think of this? Do you think it makes much of a difference? I think so. I mean, he, Bruce Irvin, sure, he wasn't doing great in Oakland, but he's he's been a proven player. He was great on the Seahawks. And uh, that Falcons defense got banged up pretty early at the safety position. Their, their two starting safeties are out for the year. Not that uh, that uh, reflects on how the pass rush is doing, but they just need guys uh, that have experience and have won and uh, Bruce Irvin definitely has that experience and I think adds good depth. And Vic Beasley has been sucking. Yeah, and I, I have uh, – there there has been a lot of talk about the effort level of Bruce Irvin on the Raiders. It seemed like he kind of just gave up. Like there were p- – people yeah. would bring up as plays as over and over that, you know, where he just was not trying at all. Uh, I don't think they- he just wanted to get released. Yeah, as soon as they traded Khalil Mack, he he tweeted no effing way, and I think they, <laughs> they lost. <laughs> yeah, it seems like just broke his spirit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that that's tough. His spirit, I find it hard to be matched. <laughs> uh, anyway, also some new starting quarterbacks in the news uh, this week. Um, so we we were all introduced. I guess he's not new anymore, but we were all introduced to Nick Mullins next last week uh, on Thursday night. Uh, he may have contributed to Bruce Irving getting cut, um, and he uh, he lit it up for the 49ers. He is now their starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Um, what do you guys make of the Nick Mullins performance, and do you think uh, he'll be an upgrade over C.J. Beathard going forward? 
Hey, he came in in prime time and sure it's the Raiders, but he made us made it clear that uh, CJ Beathard just sucks. I mean, Collins <laughs> came in 16 for 22, 262 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions with a 151.9 QB rating. He lit it up and um, maybe I'll save it for an overreaction for later, possibly. But uh, I think he can run Kyle's offense way better than C.J. Beathard, it looks like. And they could probably win a couple games down the stretch. Ooh, I'm, I'm in tr- I wanted to say something here, but I, I, I sense it could possibly be coming up in your overreaction. So I don't want to want to. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a put a hold on that uh till the end I had to stop myself <laughs> okay well uh let's uh let's move on uh, another starting quarterback that i have been calling for with one of my fantasy team names uh josh mccown starting because sam darnold is hurt he's in a walking boot uh what, what what do you guys think of josh mccown starting oh robbie anderson's fantasy stock he is a must start this week guys this is <laughs> This is Robbie Anderson Anderson Nation right here. And the Jets offense is going to look like the Rams. (laughs) That's not even overreaction. McCown's going to throw up bombs. Um, Okay. Um, Well, uh, Drew, do you you concur? Um, I don't know what to think about the Jets, man. The Jets are pretty garbage, but I think – how has Sam Darnold been playing well this year? I haven't really watched too much Jets, honestly, this year. But... He had four interceptions last week. Oh well, it's kind of hard to do worse than that. So I'd, I'd imagine they do pretty well. They're playing a really bad team this week, aren't they? They're playing the Bills. I think they'll win. Yeah. Yeah. Robbie Anderson, uh, two touchdowns. Calling it. I I'd like to add to that. I I think this is a winnable game with Josh McCown in. I think he'll make it three quarters before he gets injured. In the <laughs> All right. I, it's a winnable game. I think he can get the job done. All right. Say um, Sam Bradford's out like three weeks. Josh McCown comes in, plays way better than Sam Bradford. Uh, is there any chance that when Sam Bradford held, or, or, sorry, Sam Darnold, um, uh, is there any chance that when Sam Darnold is, uh, is healthy, that he uh, does not reclaim that, uh, starting job. Uh, I, I don't think of Todd Bowles to be like a dirt cutter here. I think Todd Bowles would go back to, to Darnold. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think you can really bench Darnold at this, but what, what is, I don't know. What, what does it say to your team? What does it, does it hurt Darnold's psyche if he sees you know, he goes out and then the team starts to flourish once he's out of the lineup. I, I mean, you know, I guess that would send a weird signal. I mean, we last year, I was just totally big on the Jets being like one in 15, but Josh McCown made them competitive <laughs> in most of the games they played in. I mean, they lost a lot of games still, but they, they were like in those games. So I, that's a good point, Alex. I I don't know if I'd go back to Sam or stick with Josh. Yeah, I almost think the Jets might hope for Josh McCown not to do well because 
I just I don't know what I don't think that's like a good sign for the team or for Sam Darnold. I I just uh, I I don't think this. Even though I think Josh McCown might actually make this a better team, I don't think this is good for for the team's future. Yeah, I mean, I just look back at Tampa Bay's QB situa- situation right now. It is a nightmare. I know Fitzmagic is doing his thing, but like the constant back and forth between Winston and Fitzpatrick in Winston's final year of his rookie deal, that just seems like a nightmare. I don't know. I I think that's a different situation. I mean, Jameis Winston, it's not like Jameis Winston's a rookie. You don't, he, he shouldn't have played the way he did. He's on a really talented offense. Like that's right. He, he, he lost that job and Ryan Fitzpatrick really never should have been benched. I mean, he didn't play well against the Bears. He threw one interception against the Bears. It took Jameis Winston throwing four for him to be benched. Like, <laughs> I, 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick was clearly been the better quarterback this year. Uh, he's, oh God, he's going to do so well, and then they're going to drop Jameis and then give Ryan the big contract, and we've seen this happen three times. Uh, well, I hope they don't do that. Uh, but I I mean, it's not like Ryan Fitzpatrick has ever. Well, I guess he did get a couple of times, but uh, still, I I don't think they're going into next year as Ryan Fitzpatrick as their solidified starter. I mean, maybe they'll go with him as the starter and with like a rookie behind him uh, to eventually take over. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I I think that's that's a whole other situation. Um, anyway, uh, this I mean, it's been a a, a rough week for a lot of players. I know it's been one of your better weeks, Pep, because uh, you have to work uh, overtime all the time when the election is coming up. Uh, but now we're past that point. Uh, our votes have been cast uh, and people have been elected. Uh, what people? I really don't care. But... Who I do care about is uh, who is getting voted for for the NFL awards. Um, so let's talk about who we think is leading these races. Um, so let's start with the MVP, uh, the big ticket item here, guys. Uh, who do you guys think is the MVP? It's, it's uh, There are a lot of names in this race. Um, Tom Brady's always up there. Drew Brees. And then some people are throwing Patrick Mahomes up there, and I I'd put up Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that Patrick Mahomes or Todd Gurley. I I, I mean I think you can't go wrong with uh, either of those guys. I think Drew Brees really has a case for himself too. I mean he's been phenomenal. He's leading one of the best teams in the NFL. <clears throat> Excuse me, leading one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, and he's, you know, you're going to shatter the completion percentage record, uh, only thrown one interception all year. I mean, he's, he's really been killing it. Um, but I would, I would probably lean a little bit to Patrick Mahomes right now, though. I think it is very close between Mahomes and Drew Brees. You wouldn't put Todd Gurley in there. I, I just, it's just such a passing league right now. I I don't know that I can find myself putting a running back up there. I, I, no offense to Todd Gurley, 
who's having a phenomenal season, obviously. I know he, he should win fantasy MVP for sure. Oh, no doubt about that. Yeah, I think your case for Drew Brees, uh, he's just been lights out, and I think he's going to keep them just steamrolling people. So I, he's, he's got, I think, 18 touchdowns to one interception, you, you said? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, I believe 18 to one. And Mahomes has thrown 27 this season. But I, I'm i not trying to say the amount of touchdowns. Uh, yeah. More than MVP or not. It's just, uh, it, it's, I feel like it's a toss-up right now. Yeah, it is. A lot of good you made. Uh, Mahomes is definitely on a, on a pace to throw for more yards and touchdowns. Uh, he's also played one more game, so let's keep that in mind. Still, obviously, throwing more per game, even with that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, the efficiency of Drew Brees has been amazing, and he's... Uh, I think they're they're leading the two best offenses in the NFL, so I, I, that's why I think that it's going to come down to those two. Uh, and obviously, Todd Gurley is leading one of the best offenses as well. But I don't know. You can the, the passing game is also just such a big part of it. I, I don't. Know, it's it's just hard for me to to pick a pick a running back in this day and age to be MVP. All right, well, why don't we talk about another category? Um, you know, we we were just going to do do uh rookie of the year and MVP, but why don't we why don't we throw out some defensive player of the year candidates? Um you guys have any any thoughts? Uh, I I think Aaron Donald's probably leading the race right now uh, to to repeat. Yeah, I'm always thinking Aaron Donald for that that role. Um you know, Khalil, Khalil Mack, his name could be in the hat. Yeah, he'll definitely have to come back strong from his injury um, if he wants to get back into that race. He certainly was leading the charge, and I think another guy who's uh, not who's familiar with the defense play of the year uh, trophy or whatever it is. Is it a trophy? I don't even know. Um, but J.J. Uh, Watt, I think he's been he's been back to his old self. He's uh, looking like the old JJ Watt. Yeah, he is. He is definitely a, a big part of why the those Texans are on a six game win streak. Yeah, uh, him and a little bit of luck, but I'm not. I, you know, I love the Texans, so I'm I, mostly because it's Sean Watson. But I, I think JJ Watt's obviously a phenomenal player. Um, I think I think Aaron Donald's leading leading the the charge right now, though. Any defensive backs that could be in that race? Uh, Artie Burns. <laughs> I I don't really think so. I don't think there have been any corners that have been shut down and safeties. I obviously, you know, I love DJ Swearinger. He's he's been playing lights out. Um, but I don't know that I can put him up there with Aaron Donald and. Yeah, I'm trying to think of just any I, I know I'm getting away from defensive player of the year. I'm just trying to think of any cornerback that's been super dominant this year on a consistent basis. Yeah, I I don't know that there's been anyone that's uh been lights out. I know Byron Jones is having a very good year. Um Patrick Peterson's still been killing it. Um What do you think about Danielle Hunter? 
Uh, Daniil Hunter's been great. I mean, that's going back to those pass rushers. He's he's leading eleven and a half sacks. Yeah, leading leading the league, leading the league in sacks. He's got a great body. Yeah, if uh, John Jordan's ideal body. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's you know that's a point right there. So maybe maybe uh, John Gruden can trade for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I, I wouldn't quite put him up there with those other guys just yet. I mean, he's been great. I, I don't get me wrong. Um, uh, I mean, if he keeps up this sack pace, I sure, sure. will be in the conversation. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, you know, I wanted to throw it, move. I, I want to move to defensive rookie of the year. Cause as you were talking about, uh, defensive backs who have made a difference uh what about uh, you know who i've really liked watching is derwin james he's been great for that those chargers absolutely um i haven't seen much tape more or less just heard great things about derwin james and that chargers defense is really intriguing uh with our guy gus bradley bringing spirit to it and making teams uncomfortable Make it uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, I I agree. I think that he's been their best defensive player on the Chargers. Honestly, um, I mean Joey Bosa's been out, obviously, so it's, there's not a ton of competition. Melvin Ingram's still there, but Derwin James has been he's he's been getting he's gotten sacks. He's made a lot of tackles. He's he has. Uh, I know he, I remember at least one interception. I'm not sure. He has more than one. I think he. I think he might just have the one, but uh, he's been making plays all over the field, uh, and clearly one of the more impactful safeties uh, we've seen in a while. Um, so I think he's definitely a candidate. But there have been some really good defensive rookies. Uh, Darius Leonard's been a beast for the Colts. He's leading the league in tackles despite missing a game, and the Colts have had their bye, um, and he's leading it by. Uh, you know, leading it by five tackles. Uh, again, like he he's been fantastic. Uh, he's really been one of the reasons the Colts defense has not been complete. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, Denzel Ward uh, also definitely in consideration. Uh, he's really shown why the the Browns drafted him at uh, at number four. Over Bradley Chubb, who's who's kind of turned on recently too. He he has eight sacks, so I I think there are a lot of possibilities uh, for defensive rookie of the year. Really a loaded group. Nothing. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I don't have anything else. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, well, why don't we move on to offensive rookie of the year? Uh, this category might be a little more boring. Um, because I think there's really just one name that uh, is going to be in contention for this, and it's uh, it's Saquon Barkley, right, guys? I mean, is there anyone else who even really comes close? Sam Darnold has been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of skill to throw four interceptions in a game without being benched before that. I mean, Josh Allen was lights out. <laughs> Bill's offense before uh, the unfortunate injury. Yeah, I mean, if you compare him to Nathan Peterman, then uh, yeah, he's like a Hall of Famer. So <laughs> he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. 
yeah, I think it's I think it's Saquon. He's been exciting to watch. Yeah, I think I think that one's pretty clear. Um, I I don't think anybody's been surprised by that, but um, there there have been some other things that might have been surprising to us. I think uh, what I want to talk about uh, now is what team has been most surprising to you guys. Um, so why don't we start with you, Pep? I know you said you had one all ready to go. Well, I had one all ready to go, and then I saw another. So is it cool if I do two real quick? Yeah, no, I, I don't care. Go ahead. All right. Just wanted to make sure, guys. I don't want to blow this thing up with hot air. But the Raiders have uh, really surprised me with how badly they've performed. I thought they would do a little better than one and seven. I wasn't expecting them to turn it around big time from six and ten, but I was maybe thinking they could get to seven and nine. Uh, a little Jeff Fisher esque, but <laughs> one and seven right now, hundred forty one points for two hundred fifty two points against. It's just awful to watch. And after that performance by the man, apparently Nick Mullins, just good lord. And the team, the other team that has surprised me are the Houston Texans on a, a six-game win streak. Uh, those first three games, oh. just things looked pretty, pretty grim. Um, but they have turned it around and are getting a little luck, but uh, still playing very well. Uh, six wins is quite a bit, and they are up two games in the AFC South to uh, a division that we thought might be a little more competitive had the Jags uh, stepped it up. Yeah. You, you know, I loved the Texans coming in. So uh, their six and three record doesn't surprise me at all. Um, although it is a little bit surprising how they got there, how they started off so poorly and then went on this win streak. And then, you know, their offense hasn't looked quite like it has last year. Um, but even so uh, not, not too surprised by their record. Uh, Screw you got a, a team that's been most surprising to you? I got uh two. Um the Are Detroit Lions have really bummed me out this year. I, I I feel like they're usually uh like somewhat close to playoff contention the last few years. Matthew Stafford's usually carrying that team really well and it seems like they just can't get anything going this year, and I think that's been quite a disappointment considering the Packers haven't even been that good. Bears have gotten oddly hot this year, but yeah, I don't like seeing the Lions like that. I thought they'd be a better team than that this year. And then I also picked the Ravens because I thought the Ravens were going to be really well. They started off. What did they? You know how they started off the year? Weren't they like four and one or something they like were that? Three and one, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they started off pretty well. And now they just—I don't know what happened. I mean, it felt like their defense was really shutting people down, and their offense was somewhat stable. And I feel like they've just been crashing down. I thought they would actually give the Steelers a harder time. Well, they did beat them earlier in the year, so yeah. No, uh, it's like they're just falling apart a little bit. Yeah, Ravens have been a little bit disappointing down the stretch. I, I wasn't expecting the Ravens to be great, and I think I still think they're a good team. I don't think they're bad. Uh, I I was expecting them to like be in wild card contention uh, going into the season. Um, so that's certainly still. A possibility in my opinion so I, they're not too surprised to me i've been a little i've been more disappointed in their offense than their defense they're i, I said when everybody's going off about their defense that i thought their defense was a little bit overrated i 
thought they were a good defense, but not a, a great defense. I don't even know if there are any great defenses anymore in the NFL. Um, but their offense has really kind of slowed down from what it, we thought where it was actually going to be like, you know, above average uh, for once. But now Joe Flacco goes back to what he was. All right. But that's uh, anyway, the, I'll, I'll do two teams as well since you guys did it too. Uh, and I think uh, there really have been only two teams that have surprised me like considerably this year. Um, and the first one is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I did not expect them to be eight and one. I didn't. I, I thought they were going to regress and miss the playoffs this year. Um, but obviously, when Patrick Mahomes comes in and is an MVP caliber player, then that's no longer going to happen. Andy Reid's even stepped his game up, and I think that he's already set a pretty high bar. Um, so I mean, we all know how good the Chiefs are. I won't spend too much time on that. The other team uh, that I was I that I was dead wrong on uh, was the is the Carolina Panthers. I thought uh, another playoff team that I thought was gonna 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 fall off. I thought I looked at the team, and you know when I look at teams that are gonna fall off, I look at you know what are their holes, what are their deficiencies, um, and I looked at their offensive line. And I was like, man, this offensive line was not good last year. They lost their they lost an All Pro player in Andrew Norwell. Uh, this offensive line is going to be terrible uh their offensive line has been great this year i mean it's been top 10 for for the for pretty much the whole season uh they've they've blocked they've run blocked well they've passed blocked well i i mean the and the other thing for that i thought looked at the pants i was like man their secondary is so bad they they wanted to sign brashad breeland to to kind of boost that secondary and they couldn't get him and they just have they have James Bradbury who's had who I, I kinda liked but hadn't been has been like a shutdown corner or anything. He's been a, a solid corner. Um and then they had nobody to play opposite him. They they were forced to and I'm like, wow, they have to force to play a second start a second round rookie, Dante Jackson, opposite him. That's how bad it's gotten. They have nobody else but behind that. They've kept muttering and play play the nickel, um, but Dante Jackson's been fantastic. He's he's tied for the league lead in interceptions, uh, so their secondary has been good too. And I mean, they, their offense has been surprisingly good. They don't have a traditional offense by any means. They don't really have a number one receiver, and they don't really have a traditional running back either. They have Christian McCaffrey's kind of more of a gadget player than, you know, a bell cow back. Um, but that's prevalent in today's NFL and they're six and two and they look like a six and two team. And they're doing it the Panthers way, which probably makes no sense. Uh, but they, they just grind teams into the ground and with receivers like Devin Funches and Greg Olson, they, they just give it to, everybody on that offense everybody gets a chance and then they just grind teams into the ground they really do uh north turner has done a great job uh and obviously cam newton is the is what makes the whole whole thing go he's he's playing at a very high level right now cam, cam's been hot yeah same with cj anderson <laughs> yeah i i honestly thought cj anderson would get a lot more touches uh but 
now he's pretty been pretty much been uh, eradicated from this offense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And I mean, when Cam's hot, like he's never somebody you want to play. He's as dangerous as as any player in the in the NFL. Um. Anyway, that concludes our most surprising teams. Uh, and I think we want to get back to a segment that we haven't had in a few weeks uh, because screw you, you've been out. So we haven't had uh, any chopping blocks recently, but finally, finally it's back. Um, uh, but nobody, nobody knew. Uh, it's cool. Um, I'm super excited to do this. I love doing the chopping blocks, my favorite segment. And uh, I will attempt to keep score today. So that'll be an exciting little twist on our game we have going on. So I'll start with Alex. Alex, which NFL team introduced the no-huddle offense during the 1980s? Ooh. um, I actually don't know this. I would guess the San Francisco 49ers. It was the Cincinnati Bengals. Really? Yes. Yeah, I I didn't know that. Boom. Alex doesn't know anything about football. <laughs> All right. Funny you say that Boomer Esiason was probably their quarterback, so boom to that. I, I would guess it was Ken, Ken Anderson, actually, but it depends <laughs> one in the 80s. Yeah. Right. I didn't do that much research. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pat, what Baltimore Colts, which, oh, sorry, what Baltimore Colts great led, great. What what Baltimore Colts great lead the NFL in passing in the nineteen sixties with two thousand twenty six thousand five hundred and forty eight yards? Uh, Johnny Unitas. Yes. So it is zero to one. Pep has the lead. We'll see if Alex can catch up. Uh, what nickname did NFL great Lance Allworth share with Disney movie title character? Lance Allworth. I didn't know he had a nickname, actually. Um, ooh, Disney title character. It's an animal. That helps. It's an animal? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Bambi. Oh, he was nicknamed Bambi? I, I didn't remember that. Well, I mean, obviously I wasn't alive then, but I didn't. I, no, Come I, on, Alex. You should I, know this by now. Lance Allworth is a great, uh, tar- great all-time great Chargers receiver. Mm. All right, let's, let's go. Who was involved as a player or coach in three Super Bowls with the Cowboys, two with the Eagles, and one with the Bears? Um... I'm going to get this one wrong. We'll let, we'll let Alex steal it if he knows the answer. After either. Leon Lett? Incorrect. Alex, do you want to take a guess? Wait, so as a player or coach, he was with? Three Super Bowls with the Cowboys, two with the Eagles, and one with the Bears. Hmm. Three with the... If he was... Two with the Eagles, then he would have to be. You would think he would be the. I guess he could have been the eighty super the nineteen eighty Super Bowl. 
or was it, would it have been? Uh, it's tough. Um, I guess I would think it would be a player while he was. Uh, you know, uh, I, I I don't know. I feel like you're gonna be disappointed. It's Mike Ditka. Oh, Ooh. he was with he was with two Eagles Super Bowls. Yes. Wait. Really? Okay. I, I, which two? Um. The, um. I go back to my research. Alex is going to take way too long to go back and find. All right, whatever. Good. Just, just, just trust me. Trust there, me on this one. There, there's no way. Not top of you, Drew. Whatever. Just... All right. We'll, we'll skip it. All right. What Jets quarterback asked if he preferred grass or AstroTurf and replied, I don't know. I never smoked AstroTurf. Um, is that Alex's? Oh, yeah, it, it is mine, right? Yeah. Uh, which Jets... Jets legend? Which Jets legend quarterback asked if he preferred grass or astroturf and replied, "I don't know. I never smoked astroturf." <laughs> I, I mean, it must be Joe Namath. <laughs> it was Joe Namath. That was a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Vinny Testaverde said it. <laughs> All right, we'll do we'll do one more for Pearson. All right, which team hired the NFL's first professional cheerleading squad in 1972? Uh, the Cowboys? Yes, it was the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys thing to do. Do you know that, Alex? Of course. Yeah. That was Cowboy cheerleaders. True, true. All right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Chopping Block. I think Pearson won. So <laughs> congratulations, Pearson, for being chopped. Thanks, man. I, I try my best. I've lost two in a row now. Come on, Alex. You got to step it up. Although I give you the ridiculously hard questions just to make it kind of even. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, that was a good addition to the chopping block. Your triumphant return to the show, Screw. Um, so let's close out the show with our favorite segment uh, other than the chopping block. Um, <laughs> Thank our- you. Are overreactions. Um, so, who wants to start with this one? Normally, I would go to Reed, but he's not here. Um, why don't you start this time, Alex? All right, fine. Uh, why not? Um, so, we're talking a little bit about the Ravens uh, and kind of how their offense has been a little bit disappointing recently. Uh, Joe Flacco looked like he was stepping up to the challenge of Lamar Jackson. Uh, that he wanted to show everybody that he is the better quarterback and he is still an elite quarterback. Um, but I think it's time to move on. Uh, so my overreaction is that the Ravens should start RG3 at quarterback. They need a spark. Lamar Jackson, screw that guy. He, he, he was terrible in preseason. Come on, RG3 is the future of this team and the Ravens need to start him so they can make a push, win the AFC North, make the playoffs and uh you know, keep 
John Harbaugh his job because uh, he's on the hot seat here. You guys like that, going? that is quite the overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> quite. Former rookie Hi, of the Kirsten? Uh, you know, as I was just rambling on this this cast tonight about that Jets offense and what the future holds with Josh McCown, I think I just realized I did an overreaction the whole time. Telling everybody to start Robbie Anderson in fantasy. He's going to have a huge game. I think the Jets offense is going to look a lot better than it has. And that that's uh, the bar is pretty low right now after four interceptions from Sam Darnold. But uh, I, I think the Jets uh, will not surprise us by beating the Bills very badly. But I think their offense in coming weeks will look better. All right. Uh, I, th- I thought you had one with the, uh, with the 49ers, Pearson. I did. I did. I think Nick Mullins is going to be their guy to win win out a few games. I think they're they're going to finish the season with a respectable six and ten. Okay. All right. Uh, that, that that that's pretty good. I, you know, I, I maybe I'll save this for my overreaction next week if uh, if Nick Mullins plays well. So you know, I'll, I I will I will. Uh, so that's a little tease. To tune into next week's podcast. Uh, screw. Uh, why don't you take it, uh, your overreaction? Okay. Uh, so my overreaction is that uh, Des Bryant is going to end up, from this point on, he's going to be the leading receiver on the Saints this season. I think he is going to dominate and take oh, over Michael Thomas's. Yep, that's going to happen. Yep. That is going to happen, and then Robbie is going to end up winning our fantasy league, <laughs> and then we are all going to kill ourselves and that'll be the end you could go back to back he already won last year <laughs> what if he won back to back that would be a good joke with des bryant starting in the starting lineup all year that, that oh, I mean, yeah. that's, uh, impressive uh you know he just he wouldn't a player uh he wouldn't give up on even jerry jones gave up on him but not nathan Rabier. Stayed faithful. All right. Well, um, I think we had a pretty successful show here, guys. Uh, I think it's it's been a fun one. Uh, excited moving into November. Uh, really getting into the second half of the season now. So check out our pick'em. Check out profootballjokes.com. Uh, that'll be up shortly um, at some point tomorrow. Uh, you know, I still have to write it and stuff, which is tough. Uh, but anyway, for uh, me, uh, your host, hey, uh, Alex, uh, Pep the Chep, and Screwball, Nina. Uh, this was the Pro Football Jokes podcast, uh, and we are excited to see you next time.